Before we begin today's episode, we have our patrons over at Patreon. They are Aperba, Nate Hansen from Hansen Screen Printing, Rock the Green, Andy Herbrand, Lauren L., Paul Campaneshi, Kelby Goodman, Greg Wallen, Zach Duran, Daniel and Cara Lighting. Thank you guys so much for keeping the light on. It's been such a pleasure to work with you guys, and we love hearing from you as well. Hey, welcome to the Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. We are your hosts, Eric Sturgeon. And I'm Russell Sorry. This podcast is about all things Wisconsin, history, music, culture, and beer. Although we don't often use strong language, the content is not intended for young audiences, so listener discretion is advised. If you love the bluegrass music you hear in this intro, please check out Dang It's from Madison, Wisconsin by visiting their website, dang-its.com. Now on to the show. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast, your weekly dose of the dairy state. We are your hosts as always. I am Eric. And I'm Russ. He's here. A little slow there. A little slow. I got a little (laughs) couple drinky poos in me. Yeah. Uh, classic though. This is exactly why oh, we do this and exactly what oh, we man. do. I'm just space, space cadetting out over here. So I think you were still, yeah, you were writing stuff down. Uh, so we have another fantastic episode for you. Uh, this is the holiday season, the official kickoff to that holiday season. Goblin, dude. <laughs> yeah, it was fucking terrible. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was just choking gobbled on this, choking right on a fucking beer over here. Um, Oof. so we're, we're going to be talking about, uh, the, the the history of Thanksgiving, if you will, uh, for the state of Wisconsin. We're not yeah. going to go back to, and it's a little different. Like honestly, right. like there's a pretty crazy story that we're going to. Yeah, talk about. yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna touch on the brief history of Thanksgiving here in the state of Wisconsin. We're gonna give that little story, and uh, we also have great Wisconsin music from a band called Doubter. They are from the Milwaukee area, I believe, and uh, fantastic music that they oh, are yeah. putting out. Huge. Uh, kind of falls right into the wheelhouse of Russ and I's kind of favorite music, that alternative pop punk punk. Um, very cool stuff. So we'll get into that a little bit later uh, after the main segment. And 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 after that, we're going to jump into another beer review. We've got a, another Sendix variety, I believe, for you Send today. Send a dick. Send it. Sendix pick. <laughs> Sendix picks. <laughs> Brett Favre. Um, yeah. Make sure you got Number your Crocs four. on, brother. Um, and uh, we have another edition of the famous or infamous, whichever way you look at it. How many locals? You have? <laughs> what? Uh, was there a niner in there? Um, so we're going to go into a, uh, all of those normal segments as well. And uh, if you haven't already, uh, please give us a, a, a review, rate us, like us, whatever you do on uh, the different podcast platforms that you choose to listen to. Uh, obviously, we are on uh, over uh, I think a I, dozen of them. I'm, I mean, on the majority of the major ones. And, like, honestly, yeah. it, like we wouldn't ask this every time if everyone did it because, like, we're, we're, we're getting close to 100,000 listens here. Yeah, yeah, we're so, uh, actually, yeah, as Russ mentions that, we're somewhere in the neighborhood of 85,000 uh, lifetime downloads of the podcast, uh, which is great, I think, for uh, knowing that our, our start, the, the first year we kind of existed from May... 2020 uh until like december of 2020 uh things were slow slow rolling uh we had a a pretty good incline uh but we were you know in that kind of 400 500 kind of thing for uh quite a while yeah and then you know finally it 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 jumped it increased huge in 2021 
and uh, somehow got us to this point where we're now actively thinking about well, what happens when we hit a hundred thousand lifetime downloads of this podcast. So uh, we're we're going to be hopefully putting together some kind of special for that as soon as we can figure out the exact calculations of when that date will be and hopefully some um, of you guys can join us maybe we'll go to a bar or, yeah uh, we also have a, a really kick-ass radio uh uh appearance that we're going to be making oh yeah that's right um, I about coming that up december, um, yeah. yeah early december uh we've got a really cool local radio uh, program that we're going to be on um which is uh done right out of a uh, Waukesha area here, which is my n- now new home for the studio. And uh, we're really excited about that. And I hope we can tone it down a little bit. Hopefully you don't have to beep us too much on air. You uh, know, I've always, I thought about that. It's like, yeah. They might have to beep a yeah, little she, a few things. Like, she's not going to want to do that. You think she'll drink a beer with us? No, probably not. Absolutely not. I think she likes beers, but I don't think she's going to do it on air. Right. We should probably go across the street, get a couple beers, and then chug them in the parking lot. And yeah, then head in okay. or do the Wisconsin thing. Yeah, just chug a couple in the parking lot. Hopefully, Dave we Groobs, don't get caught. Groobs in the parking lot. Yeah, just throw throw down a couple hashtag David Gruber shout out yeah. Wisconsin. You know, heck yeah. And uh, so, if you could rate, like, subscribe, all that kind of stuff. Also, stop over to our website, wisconsindrunkenhistory.com, and uh, find our Patreon link, which is where you can financially support us with a little bit of a uh, of a monthly uh, call, if you will, and uh, and that goes to, to buy us some of the beers that we review. All the music that we use on the show uh, comes from that as well. So, um, Also, there's uh, Tee Public, which is where we choose to sell our merch, at least for the time being. Uh, a lot of really cool stuff that says Wisconsin Drunken History on it with our logo, and uh, we have a few different variations of the logo out there. I really think there's actually underwear on there as well. And there I've been be. wanting to do that, but at the same time, it's like, yeah. I don't think they Me sell. Me underwear don't get along very well. I, don't like, think I haven't they been rocking undies in a while. I don't think they sell underwear that could that could be battle tested enough for, for what me, I do. Yeah, you know? I mean it's not going to survive like a Taco Bell trip. No, there's so. nothing on the farm. <laughs> there's not even a task light enough on the farm that would be able no, to withstand. I would, I would tear that sweet thumb oh, in yeah, like two dude. seconds, dude. <laughs> it would it would be broken floss in oh, your yeah. butt cheeks. So, uh, but yeah, so you know, like I said, WisconsinDrunkenHistory.com has all of the available links for all that stuff. Uh, as well as the uh, podcast episodes when I get on there and update that stuff. It usually takes a couple weeks. However, um, if if you're just listening on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google, that kind of stuff, everything comes out Sunday mornings, um, generally before noon. Uh, sometimes some are later than others, uh, depending on, on how quickly they get the information from us. So without uh, any further ado here, let's go ahead and jump into this story of thanksgiving in the tradition in wisconsin i mean we've all kind of heard of the um the pilgrims landing on plymouth rock right with the puritans in their whack-ass hat and buckled shoes in 1621 but wisconsin actually has a tradition yeah those those hats are whack i'm not gonna lie it's a dumb hat wisconsin has a tradition of thanksgiving all of its own Wisconsin's earliest recorded Thanksgiving was actually in 1659 when Pierre, wow. of course, the Frenchest name you Pierre? could possibly Pierre Espirit Radisson and Maidart Schuhart Sierre des Grossilieres. I think yeah, I'm saying um, that. I'm not very let French. us know if we totally fucked that, but I think it's Grossilier, uh, the French explorer to enter the state since Jean Nicolet ran yeah. out of provisions during a hard winter in what is today Bayfield County. They ate about. their dogs because they ran out of food. They backtracked to their previous camps and dug the the refuse of past meals from the snowbank, boiled guts, skin, and sinew, and consumed it. 
They crushed and ate powdered bones. Some of the hair of the hides was burned for fire. The rest goes down their throats, eating heartily. These things most abhorred, Radisson wrote later. We went so eagerly for it, our gums did bleed like only newly wounded. And it's written in Old English, by the way, yeah, so this is kind of like whack. Here's the thing. It's a tough read. It's like it's like reading Shakespeare. I mean, it's it's pretty gnarly uh uh, that that what what is here from uh, from the the actual the quotes exactly the quotes from from these individuals uh, that went through this uh, yeah that they didn't have uh, spell check and shit back then and things got so bad that they actually started eating wood and when you're eating wood you know things are rough right when you're when you're when you're like hey that bark looks good might yeah. as well chomp it you're either an escort or you're from old times you might be a beave yeah <laughs> you might be a beaver yeah secretly. So that's definitely not cool, man. Finally, we became very image of death. We mistook ourselves very often, taking the living for dead and ye dead for the living, he wrote. They were rescued by the Ottawa, who fed them wild rice, turkey, and other foods. Grosselier gave a speech of thanksgiving. The pair were later reclothed and underwent a series of Ottawa ceremonies they did not understand. After this, wrote Grosselier, they weeped upon our heads until we sweated by we were wetted by their tears which is uh i mean that's cool though i mean i mean it kind of seems like the natives uh they took them in they took them in and they 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 helped help them survive and uh were were even so uh kind that that they felt for them and it seems like they they were embraced or hugging and and the the natives were crying over them and and like they like grossier said we were wetted by their tears which means you know that uh they, the the natives felt so poorly for them and felt so badly for them that they uh, were were crying over you know the the sight that they were seeing that these uh, individuals were really looked of death you know that's what they're saying is that they were so malnourished and in such bad way that uh, they looked bad like deathly I mean, when you're sucking down wood chips I mean dude, things are rough dude. yeah <laughs> like, wood rough. wood chips are for smoking meat not for eating. And so. then they made a smoke in their pipes after they kindled them. It was not in common pipes, but in pipes of peace, he wrote. Peace they, pipes. Yeah, of course. They, then that they pulled out, but very seldom, when their occasion for heaven and earth. So helped them partake in something that they very rarely do with yeah, strangers. Exactly. You know? Even before this, the Native Americans had their own celebrations of the harvest. The Ojibwe celebrated in early spring, however, as the first fruits of the season event. Any food caught, collected, or harvested had to be first offered to what the white settlers called their great spirit. The Ho-Chunk also had their own, where they consumed crab apples, choke cherries, pumpkins, watermelons, sour grapes, and even knew how to tap maple syrup. That's really cool. I mean, honestly, this is all coming from... Uh, and all the things that we do now all started a, somewhere else. I mean, like, you know? r- literally, like, if you think about, like, all cultures, like, during the harvest when, like, corn comes up and it's ready and, like, all that thing, it's kind of in the same period of Thanksgiving, right? Like, it's yeah. may- maybe a little before Thanksgiving, but around this time, things are coming up, things are being harvested, you know. Right. And things are being shared because there's plenty. Right? Yeah, sort of, sort of towards the beginning of fall. Uh, and all throughout autumn there that, that, you know, that's when things are ready and ripened. And, and, uh, of course, like, like they said, the first offerings go to the spirit, to the, to essentially mother nature, to, to the world, uh, you know, that, that, that helped them, uh, and graced them with the ability to grow these things and that the earth, uh, was able to, um, you know, bear, bear these items and, and gave, you know, birth to 
the apple trees to the cherries to, you know, you know, pumpkin harvest and the watermelon harvest. Um, and then obviously that the trees, you know, were gracious enough to provide us with maple syrup after we tapped them. And, and, um, the, the, the native Americans, all the different tribes were so, um, were so close to the earth and, and really gave thanks to all of the different pieces of nature that allowed them to have such, you know, great harvests and, and such great meals. And, um, there, there, and I don't want, I don't really like to get religious or anything, but like yeah. there was, there was a meme recently where it's like, there's a French settler who comes up to a native American. He's like, he's like, why are you worshiping the sun? And the native American goes, because we know it exists. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like well, not to be religious or anything. And, but like and, it's true. Like, that's and if why we had, if we had a world with no sun, we wouldn't have a world. It, yeah, exactly. You just it, wouldn't have it. And I just thought it was kind of funny. Yeah. Like, you know it's there. It's present. It's well, like and I just think providing that you with food, light, like energy, like everything, heat. It's just being absent-minded. It's, it's uh, you know, today's culture. I'm looking at my phone. For and sure. just buried into it when, when really the old way of getting information was to ask the person sitting next to you. Not, I'm going to go to Google and, and, and stay into this, you know, kind of thing. And, and uh that's sort of what I see here. Uh, and, and, and of the story you just told there with that meme um, of somebody who's just, uh, uh, you know, sort of absent minded, not really thinking for sure, you know, and, and again, you know, that's exactly what we're experiencing here where um, these individuals, you know, that were, that were here before us were so, I mean, they were just so uh, thankful for, uh, the ability to, you know, grow these different things in this, in this really fruitful land that we have here in the state. Um, and, and so they offered that stuff up first and said, Hey, you take what you need and then we will, you know, then eat. So Wisconsin, actually, we all know that Wisconsin was founded in 1848, but Wisconsin's first observance of Thanksgiving was actually in 1830 when it's actually still part of the Michigan Territory. Governor at the time, Lewis Cass, declared that a day of Thanksgiving be observed on November 25th, which is still the one we actually do today. Sure is. And I think in 1863 is when Abraham Lincoln actually declared it a national holiday. Okay. I believe. And it was in 1835 when Mary Spielman Roller introduced Wisconsin to the turkey as a Thanksgiving bird. The bird is native to the state, and uh, you probably see them all over. I know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But Roller actually claimed this tradition. Her flock was caged, tame, and tempting. Those turkeys were the bane of my mother's life, her daughter later recalled. The Indians were constantly trying to steal them. The Native Americans were invited to the family's first Wisconsin Thanksgiving. While turkeys ran wild all over the state, including in the Madison campus in the 1930s, and the Wisconsin State Journal actually wrote they ran over the the present university campus, sure. which is hard to imagine now with Madison being as large as it is. is. Like, yeah. like the turkeys are kind of pushed out to the... Well, like, and also 1930, there wasn't quite as much motor vehicle traffic either. Uh, you know, the city wasn't booming with all these huge buildings and, and uh, established roadways. So now you would imagine, holy shit, how did these turkeys get here? They had to take state all the way up to, you know, and then they had to, t- you know, take the belt line. How did they get here? <laughs> and this is like early in like when the badgers are first created. This was like yeah. when we talked about on the um, badger episode where yeah, they like yeah. basically had the bleachers right on the yeah. campus, like the crap bag campus. Like, yeah, you know where I mean? you could just <laughs> like, walk on the field. Like right. Back in the early days of the Packers, 1920s, it was the same kind of thing. It was like, know, you could just, like there really wandering. wasn't a fence. You could just kind of like wander in and I watch them go play see the a fucking game. You could go you know, see bears. You didn't have to pay like for season tickets or anything. The you Bears just... fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> That's a guy that just walked on the field. 
put on a leather helmet and said, fuck it, I'm going. Only in 86 of the Bears win in the, you know, it's like, yeah. it's crazy. They still it? talk about 85. Uh, I mean, 80, yeah, 85 is when it was like, but technically insane, it was the, the Super Bowl took place in 1986. So you were right. Okay. But the season it was, was the 85, 85 season yeah, with go. the shitbag mustaches. Like the but it would have been Jan- late January, uh, maybe January 26th. That was the Ditka time, right? That was Ditka time? Well, Ditka was coach. Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah, that was Ditka time with the yeah. shitbag mustache. Also, and the Ditka also played Bears. tight end for, uh, I believe, Cowboys yeah, he did. and yep. for the Bears, too. Yeah, he did. And I think he wore number 85. But it's just a really cool piece of history. I mean, like, uh, Guy Lespierre, I mean, like, just having to deal with all of this, like, to like the first the first Thanksgiving tradition witnessed in our state. And just kind of coming back to all the different uh, uh, individuals, uh, the different governors uh, of the state that, that had a, a hand in... in uh, recognizing all of this stuff and and the things that I guess most of us maybe take for granted, uh, and, and we just get together and we eat you know this big you know hearty bountiful meal with our family and and uh, and then we go shopping uh, then you know the night <laughs> like Black Friday shit and and uh, you know I'm glad that people are are getting away from that side of things and and most stores are closing for Black Friday you don't you can't. Um, you can't shop, you know, the day because I remember, you know, even with like, uh, just within the last maybe five, six, seven years, like family members would leave early from dinner to go and get in line places. And it's like, well, that's not what this is about. And, and that, that feels, that feels terrible to do. And now we're getting back to those roots, hopefully of, well, put your fucking phones down. Don't worry so much about what kind of gifts and stupid TVs and roaster ovens you're going to get for a cheaper price. Um, just enjoy family and, and this, uh, this great meal that you can enjoy and, and, uh, being in the presence of the, of these people that, you know, you don't necessarily see every day. And that's really cool. And I think, you know, I don't necessarily leave out a meal for the earth to eat, but, um, I'm so, I'm so glad that, uh, um, this, this holiday exists and that, uh, we can set time aside for, you know, something like this. Yeah. And I mean, we all kind of have that like uncle Joe that we don't look forward to seeing where he like talks about politics and religion. Try to keep that shit. Yeah. Try try to keep that out of the subject. Like just enjoy family and like leave politics and all that out of it in religion and just enjoy the family meal and put down your phones. We all have a bears fan in the family too. Oh God. That fucking guy. Vikings fans. A Vikings fan. We always always have one of those guys, which, you know, Hey, fuck to each their own. But, uh, you know, bad choice, bud. Bad, bad choice. Cho- yeah, you're making bad choices. bad choices, brother. Um, but really great, and and uh, what a neat story. Uh, and now, uh, now that you know that sort of rich history of it, hopefully uh, this e- uh, this season, this year for this holiday, you can take that story to your loved ones or or point them over to this podcast and tell them to take a listen to it. Maybe add a plate of wood for a uh, Gillespier and uh, yeah. chew some uh, maple. Chew some maple, crush up some bones, and uh, have have a nice little feast. All right, so on to our Wisconsin music segment. Uh, this is where we feature some really cool music uh, bands, artists from around the state. And uh, today we have a fantastic one that we uh, that we you know just just recently found uh, from the Milwaukee area. Uh, this is a band called Doubter, and uh, Russ, I mean. We both are getting kind of that newer pop punk vibe you get, out of you this. You getting that like alternative rock, and you know what? I think I've heard them on eighty eight nine. To be honest, like the Milwaukee local station here, right? 
And I know, Eric, you kind of found out a little more about him, and you were the one who actually brought this track to my attention. Yeah, so, uh, you know, obviously the uh, this is kind of our wheelhouse. You know, we talk about this uh, just about every single week where we're like, uh, you know, this is just sort of the, the music that influenced us uh, early on uh, that wasn't like our parents. So, you know, stuff that wasn't Led Zeppelin, Beatles, and, and uh, ZZ Top, and Grateful Dead and stuff. We sort of found our home with this kind of stuff, alternative rock um, and, and pop punk, uh, punk music, too. But, you know, the the uh, the influence is definitely there with uh, within Doubter. You can kind of hear all the different angles uh, from the the uh, really great, huge drums that you're getting in, in certain points. And then also that that chugging, that like crunchy, that crunchy. The guitar, yep, exactly. Sure. Uh, and and. You know the the more recent pop punk stuff is really cool. Uh, I'm really digging it. It's not so much about uh, uh, sad, stupid teenage relationships anymore. They're really kind of diving into uh, way way different topics, and uh, so it it's maturing in a way that uh, that I'm happy to see. And, and it's and it's very uh, it's very good. It's very good stuff. And uh, this song is. Uh, just one of the many great ones on uh, this new release of theirs and uh you know something that i just thought sounded very um very hooky sounded very very good and, and got stuck in my head right away when i listened oh, yeah. to it and it's actually the the first song off of the the newest ep so uh i urge you to go check out everything that they do but this was just one track in in particular from the doubter ep uh it is called down days
<laughs> All right. Uh, Doubter. That's going to be stuck in my head. It's going to be stuck in the head the rest of my day. It's so good. Um, yeah. I uh, Again, I it just that one happened to... Uh, it's the first track off of the EP, so like you go go further. But um, I kept coming back to that one and, and kept thinking, "Fuck, that just got stuck in my head." Every, I know, um, you know, and and as a drummer now, you know, I, I'm playing these uh, these sort of pop punk riffs every once in a while when I can, and uh, it never it never sounds like these guys. These guys are just uh, so much better. That that background hook that dude. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, it just gets stuck in your head, just like that, like amazing chiminess and of we, it. And we've talked about how you know it's it's when you when you hit it and you feel it, uh, like. And I just kind of imagine that they do the same thing we used to do, which was you get into a room and and you're just jamming, right? And you take a, cu- a couple things that you've been working on, right? You know, obviously everybody kind of jams in their own room and stuff, but when you're when you finally get into the room with your homies and you're about ready to play a song and you're jamming. When you hit on something big, you all kind of give you know that look across the room. We've kind of had that a couple and then times. You man. can't help but fucking smile. It's it's this it's this ridiculous uh, uh, thing, and uh, I, I just I can't help but imagine that there was one time that these guys were in the room putting this thing together. And then all of a sudden, the drummer did this thing, and everybody looked at him like, "Holy fuck, this is awesome!" You know, and uh, those are the types of uh, things that you know, in the background, they happen, and you love it. But then when you really stop and analyze that song, and you're like, "Holy shit!" It without that, what did it, you know? What is it? And uh, without you know the the harmonies that they throw in there, it's just amazing. the The fact that they put everything together uh, in this fashion awesome music doubter uh never doubted it yeah def- i love it definitely check out the rest of their stuff too the ep yeah. is pretty awesome every song on there is just really good just yeah the, and, and you know we went on we bought the whole damn thing and and we are just stuck on it so let's move on to our uh beer review segment here a wisconsin beverage review of the beer kind and like we said we're gonna send a dick again yeah we? this is a send beer and, uh, yeah, this one's awesome, man. I mean, this is another one where the Wisconsin's, like, pretty much front and square, right? You come yeah, in, like a, like, a yellowish mustard color. Right. It says called the Hazy Hone, coming in at 5% ABV. Another one that's actually brewed by Eagle Park, which yeah. is pretty cool. And, obviously, one of my favorite hops, the Mosaic, is featured in this one, and the El Dorado hops. And it's a hazy pale ale, so you're getting, that, like, haze, kind of like the... Not fully filtered. It's not fully IPA. filtered, so you're getting a you know the the kind of the the hazier glass if you pour this baby into it, uh, but still a crisp smell of a of a of an IPA. And obviously hazy hone. What's more Milwaukee than the hone bridge? The hone bridge. Yeah, I mean, this is uh, again just a, a an awesome collaboration. I think between you know Sendix and, and Eagle Park to kind of get together and say let's let's create some brews and. And put them out there at Sendix and kind of make it exclusive. And uh, the beer itself, it's a 5%. So in terms of IPAs, this is the lightest you're going to find oh, for as sure. far as that goes. Um, but like Russ said, with the mosaic in there, uh, you get the full IPA experience in terms of that flavor. 
I and I love mosaic beer to be honest. And like you're getting a little bit of the Eldorado coming through. You're getting that mosaic is one of my favorite. I mean, we made like we've said in multiple episodes, smash hop the smash pops where you get the mosaics. single hop, like yeah. an IPA with a single hop in it. Yeah. And the cool thing about that is you get the flavor of the hops. You can really you can really branch out and like be like, oh, I like the Citra. I like the mosaic. I like the Eldorado. I like this. And like it really helps when you're Chinook, actually trying yeah. to determine what beer you're drinking. Which, well, and I, and I think it's cool too because it kind of introduces you to the flavor individually. As far as uh, doing like a smash hop where it's a single hop beer, it really introduces you to the flavor of that individual hop, and then gives you a better idea of of what might work together. So we've done citrus smash, we've done a mosaic smash to find out. I think those two flavors, if We're combined properly, they could they could come together and make uh, an incredible beer. And um, the, the El Dorado, like Russ said, kind of coming through a little bit here. But I'm really I'm really stuck. I, I I get the mosaic mostly. Yeah, and I mean when it comes to like an IPA, you're using your like your standard two row hot your, your two row grain. Yeah, and then you're also maybe throwing in a little bit of the caramel to give you that just standard base IPA flavor. Yeah, and then you're adding a ton of hops. I mean, like I'm talking multiple times yeah. throughout the entire process. It's uh, it's it is a hop party when you're when you're brewing uh, anything IPA wise. It's amazing, and uh, I got to be honest, this is a it's a this delicious. is one of my favorite beers. It's delicious, and yeah. when it comes to like hops, I mean, remember when we did the uh, wet hops when we got some from um, Mr. Rido, a yeah. teacher of ours who actually grows hops. Yeah. He grows cannabis, actually, Cannabaceae. That's the family of hops, just so you know. Correct. And uh, we actually made some wet hop, and that was just delicious. And I yeah. like, I, I am a huge fan of hops. I love the, f- I love the scent. I love like the taste, the flavor. I ate a couple of bitterness. his directly out of the, the bin. It was bitter, wasn't it? It's awful. It's bitter. As Don't just eat it alone, you know. But uh, when you brew them, they just something really comes out of it, and, uh, and yeah, it is a different, uh, a different experience when you do wet hops versus. Those little pellets, you know, yeah, that for are sure. dried. But but no, this one is just amazing, man. And Sendix, I can't believe they're making their own beer, which is really cool. Yeah. Even though Eagle Park is brewing it for them, it's really cool to see that like a store around here, Wisconsin staple Sendix, is actually making their own beer. Right. Yeah, and that's uh, that's part of the reason that as soon as I saw it, you know, I got to pick up a couple of them in order to 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 bring on here and and to review and and hopefully any of you that have a Sendix near you go go check out their section uh first of all they have an amazing uh beer and liquor department um a lot of wines if you're into wine they've got i mean that's pretty much half of the section alone uh, if not three quarters but their their beer selection then too uh, and especially for local beers uh wisconsin brewed Great selection. Great selection. Um, love when, it. When it comes to wine, I, I've always had an issue. Like, can, I can't tell the difference between a $5 and a $20 bottle. I just no. can't. I just don't have that palate. I can't either. And and I and I typically stay away from anything that's red. Uh, don't really enjoy that too much. It's uh, just dry mouth, cotton mouth. Yeah, just don't, don't really enjoy it. Um, I have found that some whites, uh, e- even if they are dry whites, uh, I, I do enjoy those a lot better. But I think it's mostly because they're those you can chill whites versus uh, the red stuff you're supposed to have, you know, at room temperature. And people I, are like, you're not a wine drinker, but I actually like semi-sweet to sweet wines. Like, yeah, I like sure. I like like the Rieslings, like a lot of the whites, yeah. like sparkly wines. Yeah, like they're just really good. But for me, like I just can't tell the difference between a really expensive oh, no. bottle and a cheap bottle. I just don't yeah. have that palate, and I I could never be a wine connoisseur to be honest. No. And 
when it comes to Wisconsin, we actually do have quite a few wineries here, which is pretty oh, incredible. Yeah, it's a it's an amazing uh, state in terms of what what you're able to grow here and, and what um, what we're able to kind of produce just out of our own land and 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 wine is absolutely one of those things that for some reason it takes off. I mean, we've got great vineyards uh, kind of down in the southern southern half of the state. Yeah, and, yeah. and uh, I'm not really sure what you know if there's anything super north of uh, the, the center line there, but I've, I've had a, a bunch from uh, the, the southeastern part of the state, and they're all great. A lot of those grapes hit the freeze, and then they get a lot more sugar content, yeah. which is really nice for people that are wine connoisseurs for sweeter wines. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, this one's amazing. I mean, I'm probably like, okay, so I got to ask, is this a Sendix on Les Paul Boulevard? Yeah. Okay, so the one I pass on the way here. Yep. So, like, this one, obviously, it's like the most Waukesha you can get. Les Paul, oh, yeah, Parkway, yeah. and Ascendix. I mean, this is the most Wisconsin you could possibly get. Here, yes, so. it is It is fully Wisconsin. you got to get on Les Paul in order to get to the Sendix in order to buy a beer from Eagle Park. <laughs> like, it is crazy. But, yeah, I hope you guys can send it at Ascendix and grab oh, yeah. one of these bad boys. I mean, we've had, like, just phenomenal beer. Like, I can't yeah. believe, like, Eagle Park is crafting these. Like, these are just incredible beers. They're great individuals. Grab a seat, gather round, join us for a chat. How many locos you add? All right, folks, you know what that means. It's our infamous segment, How Many Locos You Add. And Eric has a surprise for us today, and oh, I, yeah. I can't wait to hear about this bad boy. So we've all heard that uh, marijuana can uh, increase your uh, your your appetite if you will um makes you want to munch if you will i'm in love with mary jane <laughs> yeah, exactly. she's my main thing well what do we got here? we've got an individual a madison man if you will who's arrested on thanksgiving for drunk and high driving not bad so we've got an individual 61 years old uh flower child if you will uh, was charged with felony seventh OWI, operating Oof. with a prohibited alcohol content and misdemeanor possession of marijuana. Uh, Circuit Court Judge Wendy Clicko sentenced this man to six years during the sentencing Damn. hearing, three years of prison and three years of extended supervision for this OWI charge. Uh, the other two counts were dismissed. And uh, the misdemeanor charge was read in, meaning it was considered in the sentencing. So um, as part of the sentencing, the 61 year old man must provide a DNA sample. His driver's license was also revoked uh, for 36 months. Yeah. So this guy can't drive. I mean, it's Uh, number seven. Like, it's not like he's he's been in this before. He's and and it's criminal thinking. I mean, he he just hasn't learned that lesson. And uh, so. Yeah, suspended or revoked license for three three years. I mean, as a condition of the extended supervision, uh, he must uh, 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 undergo alcohol and other drug assessments, uh, must maintain absolute sobriety at all times, so probably randomized testings and stuff that happen throughout because uh, uh, they'll have a, a, a parole officer at that point uh, who will keep tabs on, on all of that stuff. Um, so maintain absolute sobriety throughout that entire time. He cannot possess alcohol and not be uh, present in any establishment with the primary purpose of the sale, though. So no so bars. You can't go to a bar. 
You know um, what though? Like I have to say, this guy has a pretty jolly face on him for like how long he's going to jail here. So yeah. let, let's see what's going on. Here. So according to the information from the Sauk County Sheriff's Office, a deputy stopped the 61-year-old man who was driving a 1998 BMW Beamer, and that was at 1:30 in the morning. Uh, never a good time to be out and about. Um, Absolutely. Not. And this was on Thanksgiving, and this was uh, near uh, Highway 12 uh, by Prairie Road in the town of Prairie du Sac. Um, this individual was arrested after being asked to take field sobriety tests. The deputy noticed the smell of marijuana coming from the vehicle and found open intoxicants oh, inside. He road sodas. He got road sodas. He's smoking a dube, uh, hot boxing. Uh, this individual was taken then to the Sauk County uh, Jail. Um, of course, what we have here is uh, uh, minimal information at best as far as, you know, we don't know uh, any sort of uh, alcohol content or, you know, what the PBT or a blood draw, you know, number wise. But we know that he is 61 years old. He has seven of these babies on his record now. And uh, it's marijuana and alcohol all combined together. And um, and this is, you know, right around the time of Thanksgiving. This is on Thanksgiving Day. I mean, this is. This is a time for being, uh, for, you know, thanks, giving thanks. And uh, you think about just eating turkey and getting the itis, you know, and like I get it. You know, maybe asleep. he's thinking, fuck, I, you know, I got to get home and uh, I want to be really hungry when I get there so I can mash down some more stuffing. Yeah. Ma, pack me some taters. Might yeah, as well, dude. Might as well suck them Well, down. of course. Yeah. You got your leftover cool whip oh, container yeah, of food uh, that it's customary in Wisconsin that you got to be sent home with some containers of uh, leftovers. And uh, I get it. I, I totally understand. And this guy, you know, he unfortunately just has a real problem with uh, getting behind the wheel and thinking he's totally cool to do so. You know, he just, you know, even with having the seven, he just can't handle the drive. I mean, like, th- there's alcoholics that can handle the drive and some that can't that actually just look like a goof when they're driving and actually put people at risk. And, and I think this that is that, definitely one of the individuals. I think that that's part of the problem here is that this individual, uh, you know, you get pulled over because generally you're doing something wild. You For know? sure. He, he's not doing all the things that normal people would do while driving. So he's either in and, in and out of his own lane or he's speeding or maybe not going fast enough. Um, all bad things. So by the time the police pull him over, they've already got a real suspicion that this guy's not doing so hot behind the wheel. Now they get up to you and you've got open intoxicants and your vehicle smells like the old puff puff. That's fucked. Yeah. I mean, when you got the cans on the floor, never a good sign. I mean, to be honest, this guy like literally looks like he's like a drill sergeant for the Marines or something, doesn't he? He kind of like, looks like the dude. Uh, that, that Gunny. Gunny. Yeah, yeah. for sure. He kind of looks like Gunny, man. And like, he looks like a hard ass, but really, he's just probably like a hippie, dude. He's, he's like, just a hippie guy. He's like a Wisconsin Snoop Dogg, white version. If he could grow enough hair, he would probably have it down to his butt cheeks, but he can't. He's lacking <laughs> he, in the hair department. He lost that shit. He's got plenty of eyebrows, though. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Oh, he look, kind of looked like the gunny dude. Bushy son of a bitch eyebrows here, which is awesome. Uh, great, great job on that. And Telling uh, Gomer Pyle what to do, freaking full yes. metal jacketing this guy. Reading like, article, reading news. Or, uh, didn't he used to do like a segment where he would read mail from people and shit? Oh, yeah, the military mail yeah, show or whatever. Fucking, where they had like guns and stuff. And what like, a gnarly fucking show. Dude was gnarly. Yeah. So uh, just to recap, we've got a 61-year-old man. This is his felony seventh the operating while intoxicated. Um, we've got marijuana. We've got open intoxicants. What's, we've got Thanksgiving. we got Mota, freaking the old Mexican oh, marijuana yeah. slang. So, Mota. 
we've got all this kind of stuff CFD, going on here. We know what liquor, he's uh, in trouble for. Droop dog. <laughs> Droop dog. <laughs> <laughs> the Wisconsin version of Snoop Dog. Droop dog. Yeah, this is de- he definitely looks like a droop dog. Uh, and so, uh, what, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? You got you got something? You got a preliminary number in your head? It's the motherfucking droop <laughs> yeah, dog. Oh, yeah, dude. This is droop chronic. dog, dog. Chronic. <clears throat> I don't know. I mean, you got a 61-year-old man, seven charges, driving crazy, got a little open intoxicants, got, got the weed, got the moda, if you want to talk about this in Spanish terms. Yeah. yeah. Um, we got droop dog. The DRO double the he's, OP <laughs> troop dog. He's looking down, bro. He's, he's, <laughs> he's looking sad, dude. There's not Actually, a lot no, going no, on. He's pretty jolly in that photo, though. The he police... looks like he could be in the middle of crying, though, too. He's like, this Because it's a, it's a smile, but it's like a straight across kind of deal where he's... And then the eyes kind of look like, ah, oh, shit, not again. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Ah, oh, fuck. But sixty-one um, seven. I mean, he's had he's had his experience. And, and um, here's the thing: at sixty-one years old, do you think he really wants to spend the next three years in prison? Probably that not. sucks, man. Yeah, I mean, you're like retirement years. And yeah, general. like not not a good time. And and now you've got you know all the fees and and things that that go along with this. I mean, having a parole officer isn't free. Uh, you know, hiring lawyers and stuff to get him to the point that, you know, this is that this is all he's getting in trouble for and that they dropped some of the other charges. It's just a lot. It's a lot. And uh, bad, bad decision, bad decision. At least he didn't crap in a cop car like the one we had. The, the oh, poop, pooped. poop dog. Fucking poop dog. This is just droop <laughs> dog. G poop. Yeah. P-O-double-P. No. <laughs> P-O-double-P. P double O P. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Poop dog. <laughs> Poop dog, dog. No, I think I have a number here. I mean, like he's seventh, so he has some experience. Sixty-one year old man. I mean, what what are you thinking here? Um, I mean, me, I was thinking fifteen loco. I see. I was I was like twenty-one. So you were a little higher than yeah, I was. I was thinking a little higher. So what are you thinking? Like an eighteen? Because he's mixing. He's 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 crunk, man. He he really did it. He bent he bent uh, he bent into the the world of drugs while he's drinking. So it's. Yeah, you're on like that up and down roller coaster while you're spinning at the same time. Right. It's like it's it's everything all at once in your brain. Right. And so, and obviously he's very he's experienced with it. He obviously so, this isn't like a an experiment for him. He knows what the what the his reaction is gonna be with alcohol and uh drugs. So you're thinking eighteen, nineteen local? Can we meet in the middle somewhere? What are you thinking? You yeah, call we can go eighteen. Let's go eighteen local. Eric, yeah. you want to sound the gavel on this guy and uh hopefully get some help and uh, hopefully he can enjoy the rest of his retirement after three years. So. Yeah, and maybe next time just have turkey. All right, that concludes this episode of Wisconsin Drunken History Podcast. If you enjoyed this vulgar display of Wisconsin, please like and subscribe on whatever streaming platform you prefer. And remember to hit the bell on YouTube to be notified when we release new content. Also, if you have any suggestions or ideas for future episodes, please send us an email at widrunkenhistory at gmail.com or head over to our Facebook and Instagram pages. Thanks again for listening. And remember, as always, watch out for deer on your way home.